Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week, once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to us by Heaps Normal. Heapsnormal.com, independent, non-alcoholic beer that is actually tasty. Get there to heapsnormal.com. Chuck in duty free and get yourself some free shipping around Oz. Have you cracked any more lately, Heggy? I have. Went down to church with a four pack. Yep. And uh, tipped some on a baby. Did all the rest of it. It's brilliant. Beautiful. People couldn't say a thing. It was actually quite sad to see my son head off to daycare today. He was really struggling with his backpack. He's got a full slab in there for the whole gang. <laughs> <laughs> down, down at his daycare center. I said, hand him out, Charlie. Yeah. Have a fucking ripping time, mate. Does he responsibly open them all for the kids? You want to keep it a full can? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you'll be happy to know, as my son, he does open a can and whisper Triple M already. So here's a Cody. Um, Good stuff. Heapsnormal.com, though. Bloody get on there and sign up for Dryer July. They're doing Dryer July. What I love about Dryer July is just do your best. Yeah. Don't give up the piss for a month. Just try and drink a, a little bit less. Realistic. Yeah. Don't try to you know get ideas above your station. Just giving up stuff. It's no good. No. I don't no one likes a quitter. Mate, I gave up booze for a year and then on the second of Jan got absolutely maggot. Yeah. It's not what you meant to do and it's not what heaps normal are saying. They're just saying try and be a little bit better. Right? So if you get on there, heapsnormal.com, get a slab, every case sold by their website. Um, they're donating ten bucks. Listen to your body, everyone. Listen to your body. I know what my body's saying. I want a fucking beer, but I'm waiting for this baby to turn up. So it's really my wife and I both equally struggling at the minute. Man, that baby's going to be weeks off sharing a beer with you. You might as well have one yourself. I've got it ready, the baby bag ready for the hospital. Oh, okay. I said last week I've got the four-pack of heaps normals in there. I might bring a slab. You never know how long labour will be. Yeah. Imagine the look on the faces in there when I'm just finishing a can. I smash two together, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Chug them back. Just ripping vaccines out of the little fridge to put your four packs in. <laughs> you won't be needing those, Cole, will you? <laughs> All right. have, you, have you had one yet, by the way? Have you had a vaccine? No. Uh, soon, actually. It's been a bit of a ball like getting appointments here in Sydney. I don't know what it's like everywhere, but uh, not fucking easy. But yeah, I'm booked in. You're locked in. You're locked down anyway. Ha ha. Cop that. Yeah. Let's get into the air. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the... Why the fuck is this talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, how am I going? It was a bit of a rough start to uh, to the week. Well, I say the week. 
rough end to last week. And that will see us to full time. Yeah. And absolutely. Looks like the spirits right. of Dan and Queensland. New South Wales side winning games one and two. Oof. Best whistle in sports, that. Yeah. Dead rubber. Next time. Boring. <laughs> 2 0, though, in a, in a three game series. Some would say Queensland can't win from this point. But to that, I'd say. The one place you don't want a Queenslander is with his back to the wall. How much do you have to win game three by to win a best of three series? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Queensland, like people will be terrified of Queensland in about five years when our backs are still against the wall against this New South Wales side. They're going to be fucking hard to beat. Spirit only from now on. Don't worry about the skills. Spirit. Concentrate on the spirit, lads. I got my uh, my dog's cardigan turned up just in time, like literally two hours to spare. Yeah. No good. No? Didn't do a thing. No? No. Did it help help it when you kicked it out of frustration at halftime? <laughs> The the turtleneck cardigan really protected her neck when I threw her out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! What does your dog your dog just stare at the TV when when, when it's on? Nah, it's just it's not that interested in TV. Actually, you put dogs on the TV, she wouldn't give a shit. My dog's on a sleepover at the moment. What? I said it because it's lockdown. I thought you know I'm a man of the community. I'll just uh keep people from boredom. I'd send her down to Becky's house. She's just hanging around at Becky Lucas's apartment for the couple of days. Becky Lucas, comedian slash writer. Yeah. <laughs> Author, like you. She Author. lives just down the road, so she's got my dog. Oh, sick. Plus, you don't have to listen to it on this because she'd be sitting right here fucking barking at the postman and stuff. Man, so. what a great idea. How are you, how you handling your first actual lockdown? How's that going for you? I'm not really noticing, to be honest. Oh, the kids are off. They've, they've uh, homeschooling. That's a bit of a punish. But uh, that's only for this week. And then they're on holidays, which would probably be even worse. Yeah, definitely, but, man. I don't know. It's nothing like Melbourne, apparently. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Just Melbourne people like, you will never, ever understand what we went through. Oh. But well, I do. I know what it is. <laughs> and now I'm getting it. Obviously, it's exactly the same. <laughs> But somehow I still wouldn't understand you fucking people. Yeah, do you have as many fucking losers on Twitter saying, hey, New South Wales, we can do this? Shut oh, yeah. up. Don't put we, me we in your fucking this together. way. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, I'm expecting some sucked ins because I was quite disparaging last year. I haven't got any yet. It's always just losers on Twitter like, hey, we, we can be strong. We, we'll be strong. We'll get we'll through strong. this. Well, fucking where were you when I forgot to put my bins out the other week? And now I've had packed recycling bins for a fortnight. Oh, yeah. Fucking shit filling up. Where was the community spirit there? Cunts. Being strong together only goes so far. But no one here, there's still no masks here. Everyone's just walking around outside willy-nilly. They're fine. You only (laughs) need it inside. Yeah. (laughs) Like it is quite lax, I have to say. There's some still in Melbourne wearing them outside. Oh, yeah. I wear wear my mask pretty – even when it was you had to wear them outside, I'd – is sort of like high beams. I think I may have said it the other week. I just keep it on my chin. Yeah. High beam, high beam. Then I see yeah. someone coming up. I cover my mouth. And then as oh, soon as they're up. passed, yeah. back yeah. on the chin. <laughs> yeah, great. Mate, I tell you what, um, you can't do here, and they've been quite specific about it, is go egging. What do you mean? And uh, you can in Melbourne, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. You told <laughs> me this the other editor, day. Our extraordinaire, mate. Conrad, got his house egged, didn't he? Fucking hell. Can't blame you. 
well, can't blame me. I'm a long way away, but he probably can blame himself. He's done something. What has he done? I don't know, but houses don't just get egged willy-nilly with like at least a half a dozen. That's a vendetta. Conrad's listening to this because he's got to edit it. Maybe you can send us a list of reasons why he believes he brought that on himself, the egging. Yeah, maybe maybe Julian Knight's out of jail. We've been really quite nasty to him. He's just <laughs> scaled it down to a six-pack of free range. He's coming for all of us. <laughs> I'd fucking love to get my house egged. That'd be. Uh, but when it's more than one you, or two maybe, two tops, you know it's a vendetta. It's not a random act of vandalism. Mm. And what, he had a whole pack, did he? Yeah. I think it was at least half a dozen, he said. Yeah, what's he done there? I don't know. He doesn't seem like the bloke that would be blasting music and flicking ciggies over the fence to the neighbour's joint. No, it's not that. Someone he's pissed off at work, I'd say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. Back to victim blaming at its finest, yep. Oh, well, they've got to take some blame. <laughs> what did he do left? to attract those eggs to his yeah. house? <laughs> What was he wearing? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, um, on admin too, actually. My, my latest batch of pencils still on the high seas. So any oh, business class patrons, don't panic. I've got you on a list. They're coming. I'll chuck an extra in. Don't tell me the carpenter, the Luke Heggie carpenter pencils have been caught up in the China-Australia trade war. <laughs> yeah, they're on the South China Sea right now. They're getting their own island built for them. Next to a bunch of fucking WA rock lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on a tarmac going bad. Um, I, oh, I did man. notice on the side of a bus, and this will impress. No, not a bus. Was it a, I was in Canberra the other day, and um, where was that? It was on a billboard somewhere. There's a new musical in town. In your town. And i got to say, thank goodness. I, 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 when the book came out, I thought, I'm not reading that. Then the movie came out. I thought, I'm not seeing that. I'm waiting for the musical. <laughs> And thank goodness it's here. I don't know if we talked about this, but American Psycho, the musical. <laughs> oh, wow. It's going to be a Melbourne triumph. Wow. That is. They'll stop at nothing, these people. That's incredible. Like if musicals run out of ideas now. Oh, it looks like it. I don't know. That's amazing. How long until Fast and the Furious, the musical? Probably five. It's, it, as soon as that bald one dies. <laughs> He must own the rights or something. You know how you're in a movie so much, you just end up getting more and more money each time and then you end up owning it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy, he must own the franchise or something by now. Once he's dead, they'll do a musical. The uh, Do you think that annoys theatre types, seeing that that's a thing? It's like when uh, Book of Mormon came out. Yeah. You've got people that genuinely love musicals. Then you've got people that are like, fuck yeah. Of course. South Park. Yeah. They're doing a singing South Park. In a way, sucked in its musicals. It's like when Putt Putt came out. Purist golfers would have hated that. One day cricket, 2020, all that. It's like, nah, sucked in. There's a market for it. We're doing it. That stupid tennis that's half court. American Psycho, is that the big bash of musicals? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's the barefoot bowling. <laughs> Mate, big, big bash is the musical of cricket. It's the fucking Absolutely. loudest thing I've ever attended. Oh, yeah. More music at a Big Bash than cricket. We go, like once a year we go to Big Bash and you can feel the heat coming off those things and we're in like row Z or something. That's all we can afford. And you, <laughs> like, I'd hate to be down the front. That is hot. <laughs> the flamethrowers. A lot of gasoline coming off them every time a six goes up. Yeah, I, know, I notice I can't have a barbecue in the park most days in summer due to the high fire risk, but yeah. fuck me if you can't just... 
You're good to get a really long skewer and just put your chop on the end of that and hover it over the top until Chris Lynn goes in and whacks a six. Medium rare. I also love I love a bit of break dancing on grass. Oh, That's yeah. All- <laughs> they come unstuck, don't they? Yeah. Here we are, street performers on grass. Oh, Perfect. yeah. Perfect. They've only got like when you're live, you really get to see them like expose themselves because they've only got one three-second move for the grab <laughs> for TV. <laughs> they look quite miserable after that. <laughs> anyway, we better get stuck in, mate. Mate, you uh, you made it back home just quickly. Can you tell tell the people as Australia is locking down? Just the spe- I was blown away that you got to go everywhere that you went. Oh yeah, I went to Tasmania, and um, I got I I wasn't like I'd booked for ages, but I was out on the day that Sydney got locked down by like an hour. Got to Tas, went canoeing on the Huon River. <laughs> Brilliant. Everyone's but, everyone's crying up here and going, "What's your problem? What are you talking about?" I'm in a pair of booties on the Huon, having a lovely time. But it was something like you land at midday, and then at three p.m. they're like, "If you fucking even try to come in here from Sydney, you cunts, we'll, we will shoot you." And then yeah. somehow, yeah, you're on holiday. And I, the I looked at all the rules. I'm like, "No, yeah. I don't think I've done anything wrong here." Stayed away from people. Went to Hobart, did a gig there. And then I went to Canberra for two days, and I don't think they had any precedent or. They wouldn't have crossed their minds that some idiot would go to Tasmania just to get to Canberra. So <laughs> there, was no, there was not even a form for me to fill out. I was like, I'd, I'd fill out a form. So I've been in Sydney. They didn't say a thing. So anyway, all's well. Got a test. Negative. Great. Back home Got- now and locked down. Radio Zone, Nick Cody and Super Spreader Luke Heggie. Should we kick into this episode of Midflight <laughs> <laughs> Brawl? All right. So still talking pilots, mate. Um and as a little, as a taster for this week, as just how little people respect pilots now, which may indicate just how angry some of them end up. You set the bar pretty fucking high last week as well, by the way. Yeah. All sorts of pilots cracking it. You had the pilot who just had an absolute mental breakdown, stormed the cabin. Yeah. Um, Punch up. You had one bloke who decided he owned his flight attendants. Yeah. He got to say that because he stood up for them. Well, bosses used to be able to just walk into work and throw shit at their underlings. Do this, that sort of stuff. Now you've got to respect everyone who's clearly beneath you. That's where we are. That hasn't gotten to work sites though. Like if you're ever labouring, surely there's not a meeting and everybody, you know, hold the talking stick at a fucking job site. Oh, I think like I only work on little ones with one or two blokes and we call each other all sorts of things. But I think on the big ones, it genuinely is like that. You have to have a meeting, safety protocol meeting every morning, all that sort of bullshit. They're worried about legal stuff, but they're also worried about the well-being of their employees. Not really. Outwardly, they're very worried about it. They couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I just want that high-rise up now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they literally do have to speak respectfully and they're told not to swear and all that sort of thing. As if you can, as if you can do anything with a hammer in your hand and not swear. Oh. Absolutely no way. doesn't work. People have tried. doesn't work. As soon as anything in my house requires a hammer, I yell fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You can't explain it. It's like it's like mandarin juice. Just doesn't work. No one knows why. Scientists have tried and failed. They're so juicy. Why can't you get the juice though? I've never even seen them in a smoothie or anything. No. Nah. Why aren't mandarins? What's happened? Disgusting. Well, it's been attempted at my house. It's absolutely revolting. That's why. Yeah. That's, there's no way 
you know, it's just not commercial. Someone would have tried it. They've tried everything else. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but bosses, they just they can't just get away with treating their treating their subordinates like shit anymore, as is the case on Air India frequently. Air India has de-rostered a captain and a crew uh, of flight AI-772 who allegedly fought on board in full public view. The incident took place on June 17th on board the Bengaluru-Delhi flight when the captain allegedly asked the crew to wash his lunchbox. First of all, pilot shouldn't have a fucking lunchbox. Yeah. I don't know what. There's just something about that. I knew you'd say something about this. I just heard the word lunchbox. Does he have his uh, fucking pencil case with his name spelled out with the letters in there? <laughs> fucking hell, man. You're a grown-up. You don't have a fucking lunchbox. <laughs> I knew you'd say something about that. <laughs> I don't know why lunchbox annoys me. Buy your lunch. You're a fucking adult. You're a pilot. You've never had a lunchbox as an adult? No. I've had, like I've taken food in a container to warm up somewhere. Yeah. That's a lunchbox. Not a fucking lunchbox. That is a heatable, uh, you know, <laughs> bit of Tupperware with something in it. It's not a fucking lunchbox. Leftover takeaway. That's fine. Did his Prima break in there? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. He's <laughs> got sticky hands from his Prima. His fruit roll-up. Something's happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking lunchbox. Yuck. <laughs> Man, I'll take a lunchbox to gigs. Just because food out at night's appalling. Yeah, I know. I, I've been talking with my wife about this. I've tried to get into cooking. I made potato mash for the first time in my life at the age of 34. Fuck, it was easy. Yeah, you snip the top off the dead packet <laughs> and you, you tip it into some boiling water. Bang. It, yeah, wooshka. <laughs> we got some mash. We got space mash. Have a cup of tang like some astronauts. Um, <laughs> no, I... Cook some kangaroo the other night. I just follow instructions. It's um yeah, it's something. That's what most people do. Yeah, well, it's something. Since I've been married, I've had to fucking figure out how to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ball and chain humor straight off the top. <laughs> Love it. No, but I know you because you're a you're a fucking great cook. You'll cook everything. But I've seen you bring uh, still my favorite. My wife will bring it up if there's footy on TV when she walks past she'll say hey remember when Heggy brought boiled eggs to the footy oh yeah and a spice wheel like yeah how could I ever forget it goes <laughs> that followed by 9-11 on my never forget ladder <laughs> yeah no one's ever brought a boiled egg in the MCG before is that what happened no security couldn't even it was like Westworld they probably saw it and thought doesn't look like anything to me. They've just let it through. I hope he's throwing them instead of eating them because it's never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, Lunchbox. <laughs> I think it's indicative of, of like just bosses now have to have to be equal to their employees and their and their subordinates. Like you, there was a time when a co-pilot or a flight attendant had come in and just offered to wash your lunchbox. Now he's now he's got to ask, and there's a fight about it. Pretty good. No, but that's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't respect a boss with a lunchbox. Yeah, right. You'd respect one more who just claps his hands and says, "Bring me a meal." No, I don't get. It's like surely you can just buy lunch. You're the boss. Just do it. Yeah, I assume you get given it on a plane. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's got some allergies or something. Not a lot of Indians do, though, from what I've seen. It's more of a us thing to be allergic to shit. 
because there's a choice. Um, <laughs> anyway, just a bit of a taster of where we are as a society there. So have a think about that. Um, our first incident this week, though, is uh, August 10, 2020. So reasonably hot off the press. COVID times. A uh, 60-year-old pilot flying a Southwest plane. I don't know much about Southwest. They're budget, aren't they? They're all pretty much um, budget. Y- yeah. What's the equivalent? It's like a Jetstar. I think a little bit above, sort of between a Jetstar and a Virgin. Oh, right. But they, they're annoying in the way that the uh, one of the fucking flight attendants will always, you know, wrap the fucking safety instructions or something. Oh, fucking <laughs> yuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to do some more research on that, but I've started to compile a bunch of <laughs> – Flight attendant, fucking fabulous, you know, born to entertain types. Yeah. I can't stand that. Revolting. Almost got off an Air New Zealand flight once because the video, you know, they've always got that. We won the award for best safety video. You yeah. go, well, oh, why is that even a category at anything? Fucking no. Yeah. Stop making it fun. I've seen that. It's animated. Yeah. Made me yeah. want to vomit. Stop singing. Bring me a fucking drink. Yep. We should be in the air. <laughs> I've seen that exact video. It's got a fair bit of hey brew and stuff in it. So, oh, yeah. Nah, nah, not having that. It's like the get our mate shrimp on the Barbie shit that you get as soon as you set foot on a Qantas to come back here. Fuck off. Use bastards want rissoles, that sort of thing from flight attendants. Not having it. Um, anyway, this Southwest plane was going from Philadelphia to Orlando, Florida, where anything goes. But uh, he's jumped the gun a bit in the end before they got to Florida. Oh, no, where was it? To Florida? Uh, Philadelphia to Orlando. yeah, City of brotherly love. Yes. (laughs) Good on you, mate. (laughs) Bit of trivia there. Yeah. Um, Michael, the uh, pilot, he's never met his first officer until that day. Weird. And uh, it was a woman. And yes, Nick, they can. All right. Um, (laughs) He got the- Makes you think, doesn't it? He got the- uh, Got the plane up to cruising altitude, and that's where pilots get to relax and do what they do best. (laughs) Fuck all. (laughs) Um. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, I forget it. Uh, we've got a captain that listens to our show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Air Lingus captain. Oh, there's a couple actually. I know another one. Go on. Yeah. You, you know the Cathay one, right? Yes. Yeah. I always want to know what's going on. It does seem pretty chill once you're cruising. Oh. But again, I think it's the they're not there for the good times. The pilots are there for the bad times. Yeah, they are. But do the bad times happen when the, when the uh, shirt's already on the coat hanger and they're <laughs> – they're in their full-length velour tracksuit for 90% of the flight. They're in a fucking Snuggie. Do you reckon pilot's pants all have, uh, like, buttons down the side, like a stripper's pants when they close the door? They're just... Yeah. They've got shorts on underneath. It's funny you should say that because this bloke, he's, uh, he's relaxed a little bit too much and uh, he forgot himself, got out of his seat and just dacked himself, I assume, like that, just ripped him off like a stripper, took his pants off, and then he's just started watching porn on his laptop. So Wow. I assume that's that's got to be saved, doesn't it? Unless there's internet on planes, isn't there? So you can just watch internet. Not fast enough for that. I've tried to stream shit using Wi Fi, try and watch something on Netflix. No good. Hard work. No good. Even though I thought I'd be closer to the sky internet Wi Fi. Yeah. Obviously makes sense. Mm. Should be better, if anything. <laughs> uh she didn't really like that. He thought erroneously that it was a consensual prank oh, yeah. that he was sitting there with his pants off watching porn in front of a female first officer. This guy has confused 
uh, cockpit with rugby league end of season trip. Yeah. <laughs> Where that's fine. Have a wank near a mate. Oh, you got me. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so he got charged, obviously, but uh, he was charged in Maryland as that was one of the states they crossed on the flight. I don't know how that oh, works. In the end, though, he's he retired three weeks after the incident after 27 years of service, so he's <laughs> going to go anyway. So his his lawyer, Michael Selnick, uh, put forward that his client should be shown leniency because he had a lifetime of hard work and kindness to his name. I think he's already suffered enough. He's embarrassed. So well, that's how the law works, evidently. <laughs> Just do some crook shit before retirement. Yeah. So if you have a look at my resume, it's quite extensive. I have worked for a long time. Yes. Oh, fair enough then. Look at me. I'm over 60. Just bat off in front of your co-workers. Michael, he's he's pleaded guilty and he got one year of supervised probation and a $5,000 fine. Say what you want, but that is, that is good value. I'm not condoning the act. Disgraceful, obviously. But if I get accused of something, I'll try to make sure it's over Maryland. <laughs> Pretty lenient. I was going to say, do you think he called the lawyer and went, here's the route. Now, I'm going to tell you the states in between Florida and Pennsylvania. And if you could just have a flick through and find out which one has the lowest fine for doing what I did, that would be greatly appreciated. I think that is exactly what's happened. Mm. Like that's exactly how it's gone. Like Florida would have been high up there, I reckon, because anything goes in Florida. Is that a loophole state like companies that have headquarters in Amsterdam or Dublin where there's no company tax? Is that a is Maryland the wank state? Probably. I don't know. That's on the that's on the number plates. So it probably <laughs> is, yeah. What? <laughs> Hold on. Let's see yeah. if it does. Find out what it's known for. What's their motto? Drive carefully. Well, wanking while being a pilot. Isn't that? Uh fatty masky parole feminine. What's that mean? Means strong deeds, gentle words. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's the state motto. They should turn that around the other way for these exact incidents. <laughs> Maybe less strong deeds and stronger words from your leaders. Um, Southwest Airlines, in this incident, uh, they've thought, hot diggity, we don't have to pay him any of the benefits he was owed after such a long and loyal service to our airline. So. How's that? What? No retirement? The land of opportunists. Pretty good. Wow. Like what a result for them. Spokesman Chris Maintz did say, Southwest Airlines will not tolerate this sort of behaviour, especially when there's a buck to be made. Yeah. So what, just got all of his 401k? They just took his super or whatever? Took everything. Yeah. No benefits. Don't have to pay any of it. What a result. Most amazing thing in this story is that a 60-year-old knows how to use a computer. Yeah. That was probably his defence. Surprised he didn't have to ask. Ask the co-pilot. Yeah. Boy, how do I how do I open an Internet Explorer? Yeah. She probably it was probably his son or something. His grandson was on his computer. She opened it up. Bang. There's a porn pornado. I have I have seen that on a flight before. A guy across the aisle from me opened his laptop. Yeah. And has clearly forgotten the last thing he was watching was a porno. <laughs> he snap it shut and put it away, or did he just? Oh yeah, the snap shut. Put it in the. Back of the seat. Yeah. Probably just left it there <laughs> with the sick bag. No, thank you. Snap it in half. It's one of those great ones where you want to laugh with the person, but you know they'd be so much more embarrassed than will. It'd almost be weirder if they looked around like, ah? Huh? Yeah. 
Oh, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Rock and roll. Just get on with it. Just turn it off. Whatever. Um, second incident today. Pretty good. Alaska Airlines, and uh, it's quite it's quite America heavy. Pilots losing their minds, but then mm. uh, customer service agents and their customer service is out of control. But also, in the land of the free. I think they get shitty rates as well. Yeah, they don't get treated well. The thing that I spoke about last week, that flight in Buffalo where the plane crashed with the ice on the wing, Yeah, they were chatting beforehand about how shit the pay was. Oh, did you hear that black box recording? Yeah. Was it like, geez, we should get paid more? Yeah, they spoke about it in the episode. I never want to hear a pilot saying blah, blah, blah per hour. I don't want a per hour for the pilots. Yeah. You want a nice nice fat salary for a pilot. Yeah. I reckon like a waiter, a top waiter in America would make more than most pilots. It's a bit hard because they can't ask for tips at the end. Pilots. Like it's smooth landing in a crosswind. Start <laughs> rattling a, a bucket rattling. Sliding dollar dollar bills under the door. <laughs> <laughs> you just slam on the brakes so you get a few wallets up the front. <laughs> just open the cockpit door, slam on the brakes. Fucking put it into a nosedive. And- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Try and get loose change to <laughs> like a carny at the zipper at the uh, at the Ecker. That's what they do. <laughs> anyway, so um, Alaska Airlines, right? There's, there's a there's a random breath test, a good old fashioned RBT, and I have my doubts if that's totally random. I reckon a dobber has been involved here. Um, they've got a bloke at the John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California, and that still exists. We've talked about this before. John Wayne hasn't been can- – well, he's been retrospectively cancelled. But uh, he's, his name still lives on at Orange County Airport. This bloke is a pilot. He's he's blown three times the legal limit. Ooh, 0.08? No, it's point oh For pilots, it's 0.04. Oh. They go back. Hold on. So it's not even zero for a pilot? No. The legal limit's 0.04. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're going to slug a whiskey before you get on a flight, aren't you? <laughs> Hopefully not. Got to deal with the petulant flight attendants. <laughs> Don't want to do that. It's completely sober. You'd be doing that, I reckon, because uh, I remember from doing my the RSA, the Responsible Service of Alcohol, that yeah. when you have a drink, it's 30 to 40 minutes before that drink enters your bloodstream. So it won't affect you for 30 to 40 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which is why when you're playing pool and you start doing well, because you've had a few drinks, you're already fucked because that beer that you're having while you're good at pool is yet to affect you. Yeah, okay. You know? It's an investment in the future. I'd be doing that. You know, you get clearance and it's like, we're going to land in 15 minutes. You go, well, give us a fucking beer then. Yeah. <laughs> Put that between your legs while he's trying to land the plane. <laughs> Wrap it in newspaper, will you love? Crunch the can at the end, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get it on the car with the suitcases going past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this fella, he's, he's blown twice. They made him blow twice, you know, I don't know, make sure. And I, 
I've done the science here. He's, he's blown 0.134 the first time. Mm. Then a second blow, 0.142. Oh, if those machines are calibrated correctly, he was on the way up, <laughs> indicating that he was drinking on the plane. Yeah, well, pretty close too. Looks like somebody's dobbed him in here. It's what's happened to Chain of Command in this instance is blabbing. Well, it's not his fault, obviously. You know who took that breath, though? Alcohol. Mr. Booze. Mr. Booze. Mr. B-double-O-Z. Good news, though. Our mates, heaps normal, keeping the lights on here at MFB HQ. Like, can that be the official pilot drink? I should ask him. Yeah. Smash a few of them in the a few, cockpit. A few non-alcoholic beers fly around. Get into it. Do you reckon there's a pilot whose surname is Booze and they'd let him finish the course? Like if your surname's <laughs> Booze or Crash or something? Like if your last name's Crash, could you be a pilot? Oh, that's not great. But I there was a vet near my place growing up in Hoppers called Dr. Horsey. We always liked that. That's pretty funny. Now, when, you, when your surname's your gig yeah, or has something to do with your gig. But I think Mr. Crash, too much of an omen. Captain Crash, you don't want to hear Captain that. Crash. It's Captain uh, Crash speaking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, good. Captain Crash. <laughs> nah. No, thanks. Oh, in this instance, though, with the Dobber, the eight hours bottle to throttle adage seems to have trumped company loyalty and blind respect for your superiors. That has led to so many senseless deaths on the battlefield. Um, I'm confused. I thought this was the land of the free. Turns out there are, there are limits to one's freedom, 0.04% to be exact. Uh, it's pretty low tolerance for freedom. Yeah, it doesn't sound free to me at all. Um, I read a report that said the one in every 1,300 pilots attempt to fly drunk. Hold on. How many? One in? One in 1,300 pilots wow. attempt to fly drunk. I don't think that means one in every 1,300 flights. Yeah. That's just pilots. But how many pilots would be? In America, That surely there's that a day. Oh, yeah. So it's just one drunk. One drunk a day? Yeah. I quite like those odds. <laughs> I'm not going to get him. <laughs> or her. Women can drink as well and fly planes. Probably don't. Mrs. Booze. Mrs. Booze. <laughs> we'll have to f- fix the song. So the fallout of this, right, he's he's resigned as a pilot immediately after the incident and then headed off to Santa Ana Courthouse. Very good hands here. Dyke Huish, his attorney, turned motivational speaker. Now, hold on. Had he, had he flown the plane yet or was about to? No, no, no. He's finished. I'd already landed. Yeah. Got done RBT because on the flight, I think someone dobbed him in. <sighs> said he's just ordered another couple of scotches up to the <laughs> cockpit. Don't know what's going on there. He's not putting him in his pocket for later. Um, the real 1A. Yeah. At, at attorney at law, Dyke, that's his name. First name. Um, motivational, you know how I feel about motivational speakers, imperative to the fabric of modern society. Yeah. Motivational speaking, for me, that's that's the bane of my life intermittently. These fucking snake oil peddlers panhandling hope to groups of idiots. Some of the crowd are willing. It's not just workplace obligations. I reckon you couldn't be too far off being a keynote <laughs> speaker, could Fuck you? Fuck off. I've... <laughs> You'll see me release three kids' books before I'm ever at a lectern <laughs> saying, you be you and you can do it. You know, just make oh, whatever up. It's dig re- deep. Yeah. Dig deep, never quit. 
pain is weakness leaving the body. I just remember everything I've seen written on gym walls. Yeah. Because they all just copy each other. There's nothing new when it comes to motivation. No. Turns out the person has to do it. There's nothing they can be told. Well. It's just. <laughs> yeah. They can. Like the world's premier motivational speaker and your mentor, Tony Robbins. He's worth <laughs> $600 million. Far out. Touches the hearts of millions by letting them know. What annoys me about him is about six foot eight and still flies economy. Oh. I'd be livid yeah. if that cunt was next to me yeah. and I knew he was worth that much. I go, I don't have to be uncomfortable. You could be up the front. I reckon he's just selling. He's just recruiting more people to come to his fucking lectures down in economy. The business class people know. They've already been to his lecture. That's why they're in business class. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Like he t- just tells people to be the best they can be, like you say, being proud of who you are. Like he demonstrated one time by changing his name for commercial purposes. Um, he also, Tony Robbins, I don't know if you know this, he, he got mercury poisoning once from putting too many fish into his giant head. Imagine that. <laughs> he was a vegan, decided to add fish to his diet, ate too many, mercury poisoning. Wow. So He does have a pelican's mouth, so I could, it was probably all at once. Yeah, seven fish <laughs> per, per meal. <laughs> In there, big consumer. Most recently, Tony has turned to emotional freedom techniques, which handily doubles up as electronic funds transfer EFT. <laughs> Tony keeps an FPOS machine permanently under his bottom lip. Never know when life's going to present an opportunity to shift a unit down an economy. As it turns out, I've got a Square App machine sitting here. Bang. Doot, doot. Yep. He's, he's here to help everyone, though. Young and old, rich and poor, $3,000 for a VIP ticket to a seminar. Thanks very much. <laughs> Didn't he cancel? Wasn't there a story he had to cancel in Brisbane last year because of COVID? Another thing. Tony Robbins can't make it. What happened to that yeah. fucking positive can-do attitude, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> Stumbled at the two weeks in a hotel. Sit, yeah, sit in quarantine for a couple of weeks and fucking fulfill your tour obligations. Yeah. But there was some somebody whinging in the paper that they didn't um, – they didn't get their didn't get their money. Well, they back. didn't get there, and that's the cause of their angst and sadness in their life is that Tony didn't make it. Yeah, se- September twenty twenty ticket holders fighting back. People pay big money to attend seminars with a self help entrepreneur Tony Robbins, and the popular shows are even sold with a money back guarantee. And I want you to come to me or come to my team. We'll refund your money immediately, unless the show is cancelled. Then apparently you're on your own, like Ginny Hammond, who paid more than seven thousand oh. dollars. That's a lot of money just to waste. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I'd suggest Ginny, you already wasted it. Absolutely, seventy four hundred dollars for a diamond ticket. To see Tony Robbins. My God. What a you deserve like I'd be embarrassed. Wouldn't you be embarrassed and just go, I'll just write that seven thousand off now? Well, like no, again, I think it's the the true test. What, of being the best you you can be? Do you practice what you pre you know, have you read his books? Have you learned anything? Yeah. Chase him down. Get that cash back. Fight for freedom. That's the true test. He stole all their money, they've got to get it back. Yeah. Well, seven thousand versus six hundred million. Even I would concede that he's got better lawyers than you do. Mm. We'd like to apologise for the interruption to the program. Mid-flight brawl will continue shortly. 
most recently and uh, positively, Tony has gotten into tapping. This evidently involves tapping your temples yourself, but it's better to pay to learn how to hit yourself in the head, something a lot of us mistakenly think we know how to do intuitively. Tony can tell you how to put your forefingers against your temples. What, and give it a little rub and a tap? Yeah, just rub and tap. Yeah, I think so. Nah, mate, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You need Tony. You need to fork out some cold hard to get Tony to show you how to fucking do it. Yeah, I need a diamond ticket. <laughs> 7000 bucks a pop. Anyway, this motivational speaker I like better than Tony already is because his name's Dyke, uh, among other things. Not at the same level as your hero mentor, Robbins, when it comes to <laughs> emptying the wallets of ambitious but shit businessmen. But he's, he's given it a crack all the same. Ladies and gentlemen, my client went down there right away and gave the DNA. He didn't hesitate for one second. Ladies and gentlemen, he pulled out his penis. He masturbated into a, into a glass. How embarrassing was that? And then he gave the DNA, right? Because he knew, he knew that that was important to do. And that's what innocent people do. Wow. <laughs> Said ladies and gentlemen enough, didn't he? Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites too. Some of your favorite comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. He jerked off into a glass, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. He didn't have the same music, though, as uh, as our mate had, as Tony Robbins. That's what that story needed. Ladies and gentlemen, my client went down there right away and gave the DNA. He didn't hesitate for one second. Ladies and gentlemen, he pulled out a penis. He masturbated into a, into a glass. How embarrassing was that? And then he gave the DNA. Man, if they had you on the sound, he would shift so many more units, Dyke. <laughs> Just putting music to stuff. You'd kill. Do you, do you want to know the, um, the highlights of Dyke's resume? Fucking that. Surely it's that. Surely it's that clip. Well, that clip's in there, but this is this is what he can list off. All right, uh, let me get the bell ready. As his qualities, Dyke, he is. Well, it's not too many. He's a criminal defence lawyer, an author, like you, a lecturer, like, like me, you, <laughs> and a full-time father of five. Oh. Which is makes you think like a it? combo of both of us two or three years from now. <laughs> hey, Dad, what did you do at work today? Ladies and gentlemen, my client went down there right away and gave the DNA. He didn't hesitate for one second. Ladies what? and gentlemen, he pulled out his penis. He masturbated into a into a glass. How embarrassing was that? And then he gave the DNA, right? Because he knew, he knew that that was important to do, and that's what innocent people do. That's too many kids in the house. You don't yeah. get any work done. He's fucking made that up on the drive-in. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think he calls his kids ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, eat your fucking peas. Otherwise, there's no dessert. All right? Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> anyway, in this case, Dyke didn't really get the job done, which doesn't make sense to me, but then life After can that. opportunities in the wake of a crisis. He, he let his client down here. His client has gone down serving a year in federal prison after pleading guilty. Bit of a roll of the dice, this law thing in America, isn't it? Well, you don't know what's going to happen. I think you just don't want to be billboard lawyer. Yeah, well, that's what this guy is. You reckon? 
I reckon he's got billboards for sure. What? Yeah. You do seminars with a Madonna microphone, you got fucking billboards. One eight hundred plane wank. Yes, that's what you call and <laughs> you'll sort you out. Oh man. Um. <laughs> anyway, get in touch with Dyke Hewish if you're in trouble. Sort it out. Do you reckon lawyers are? And it's got to be harder to like criminal, criminal law, like blue collar criminal. I know that there's different types. I know it's all criminals, but blue collar criminal lawyers, the bashings and the shootings and stuff. That is not a world I think you'd want any part of. But there's also got to be something nice when you see all the evidence, and you know you're going to get paid the same. Yeah, you know it's not a, a bad result, no fee situation. No. Maybe is it like us with corporates? It's like, hey man, twenty minutes you're gonna take it in the face. Yeah. No one will listen. You'll be fucking hated, but there's cash. You just go, oh. all right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, my client went down there right away and gave the DNA. <laughs> he didn't hesitate for one second. I, f- I feel like the stakes are a little lower to take it in the face at a corporate gig rather than someone going to jail. Yeah, that's true. They just absolve themselves. Um anyway. Moving on, away from the States oh. and over to the, uh, well, Jaipur to Delhi. And if you can cast your mind back to April 2015. And there's a there's a captain of a flight and his co-pilot is older than him and he calls his co-pilot uncle, which is a, it's a right insult, but originally intended as a term of respect in India for the elderly. I assume it's a bit like old fella, old bloke, old timer. Yeah. Now replaced with okay boomer. <laughs> if I if I were a boomer, I'd probably be happy with owning multiple properties too, rubbing that in the faces of the youth who refuse to get off their asses to let old people sit down on the fucking bus. Show some respect, and you might get given one of their goddamn houses in return. This for me though, like he's called the pilot's called the the co-pilot uncle, and that reignites the feeling for me of having to take orders from someone younger than you. It's hard to cop, smug little bastards. Was it the tone? Like maybe it was like, "Oi, champ." Yeah, I think so. He doesn't mean champ, you know. Yeah. Oi, buddy. Yeah, probably. Like it's hard to know because we weren't actually there. We do know he called him uncle, but I've had to really train myself to even receive advice from someone younger than me, or older for that matter. But uh, not a lot of respect for older people anymore, is there? I meet 20-year-olds now, younger even, who, who just call me whatever they want. Look, when I was a teenager, I recall calling men Mr. and mothers of friends Mrs. Yeah. But, um, sir, ma'am. My wife gives me shit about that all the time. I call everyone sir and ma'am, older than me, yeah. that I don't know. I think it's respectful. You get yeah. called old-fashioned. I think it's nice. It's a good thing to do. But my wife, fucking old man public school, won't have a bar of it. Laughs at me. Well. Comes back to the never been bashed. Um, what I've seen at the shops recently, and that's a good barometer of society, it's completely acceptable to just begin an exchange with your parent with the word oi. I see children doing that. Kids saying that to parents, oi. Yeah. They say oi. Oh. No respect. Not in my fucking house. My son's just started with the big no. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I have to try and tell him it's, a, you know, mate, it wasn't a, there's no choice here. It wasn't a question. Yeah. I was just For trying sure. to. Make it sound nice. Eat your fucking veggies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they got to try it on. They don't need to be told. Oh, I do love it. It's not happening. Yeah, I'd be more worried if he never said it. But he's got, he gets a bit of oomph behind it now. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dad. You're like, oh, all right. Here we go. Not trying to dampen your free spirit. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> do what I say and do it now. Get in the fucking bath. 
So during the pre-flight checks here, the captain has said to his older 2IC, get the critical data, will you? Like number of passengers, takeoff, weight, a bunch of other boring shit they keep written on a card in the cockpit. And that's when he called him uncle. He goes, how many people, uncle? And that, so immediately they've just gotten into a biff. The older, bo- the older bloke has bashed the pilot. And um, obviously not, not well enough for him not to fly because they took off and completed the flight. Mm. And uh, the pilot later lodged a complaint. Like a dobber. <laughs> when they got there, he goes, the pilot bashed me before we took off. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the fallout from that was. Hey, mate, I can see you chewing your food. There was no bashing. Yeah. <laughs> you had a sandwich. Um, both of them suspended without pay. That's what you get for dobbing over there. He hit me, did he? Well, we're going to sack him then. And you too, you little dobber. Sucked in, snitch. Love it. Should have just taken your medicine. Shut the fuck up. Couldn't do it. <laughs> but what? So no, was it because he kicked off with the uncle? Yeah, I think so. But it's like, well, you you wound him up. Yeah. Talk shit, get hit. Is that a... I think victimhood's not as respected in India from what I've read in these instances. They're like, he bashed me. Yeah? Well, what did you do? Well, I called him uncle. Okay, you're both sacked. <laughs> Should have shut your mouth. <laughs> roll of the dice dobbing was when I was a kid used to think oh am I going to tell mum that my brother bashed me mm, we'll probably both get in trouble and fair enough I'll just well, shut it but again my son now finds it funny to just he makes up that there's a girl at daycare that keeps biting him yeah yeah that's not well that's not good mate where did she bite you then he said nah joke oh okay yeah oh I don't know if you can <laughs> it's a weird joke I thought you're about to say she bites him always on his left forearm, on the inside of his left forearm. Yeah, nah, that's you, mate. <laughs> Don't try to land her in the shit. It's always in the same spot. <laughs> Seen it before. Um, Air India, on another Air India flight, if you cast your mind back here, it's 2009 we're talking. I see double eight four from Sharjah to Delhi. Left at midnight, which might be the problem. Oh. Um, pilots were allegedly feeling a little bit frisky because it is after midnight and allegedly they have harassed uh, a 24-year-old hostess in the cockpit oh. as per her complaint to the cops at the other end. Oh, but, don't uh, tell me everyone fired. That's no good. Well, no, the pilot's story is that she announced the flight time as per the schedule rather than the time they had told her to say. So they called her into the cockpit to scold her for her mistake. And uh, one of them grabbed her by the hand and pushed her into the door of the cockpit on her way out, causing her to bleed. I think those, oh. they say, grabbed her by the hand, turned her around, said, don't do that again, pushed her out. She's hit the door at speed. Um, a flight attendant colleague, he wasn't having it, and he got involved, went into the cockpit and started a fight. There was, a, there was quite the scuffle. Here, which ended up with all all three of them, like the co-pilot, the pilot, and the flight attendant, outside the cockpit in f- full view of passengers, Whoa. having a fight. <laughs> wow. During the flight, no one in the cockpit. Hold on, planes planes flying. Yeah, planes flying when this is going on. Oh wow! To me, it's just like when when Millie Vanilli, among others, got busted lip syncing when they said they were singing. <laughs> it's happened a few times. <laughs> 
Also, though, it's that hard thing because you do have you've got the jump on the pilots. They're facing forward in a chair. You just go in right hook, left hook. Yeah, I don't know what's coming. Double coward punch, win, winner. Some might say a bit of a silly move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you can't land. So it's like, oi, lads, I did have the jump on you. Could have bashed you both, but I need you to come out here. There's too much equipment. <laughs> yeah, win the battle, lose the war. <laughs> the war. Um, well, I'll tell you what. You've touched on what's what's exactly has happened here because uh, the flight attendant White Knight he wasn't without interest. To me, he was he was actually a qualified pilot, but he couldn't get a job due to the economic downturn, two thousand eight slash nine. So, at one stage of the biff, the captain has threatened to divert to to Karachi. No one wanted that. Some Indians tend to be fearful of Pakistan, allegedly. Um, he's likened it to a hijack, and the FA said, "Look, I don't care. Take the plan wherever you like. I can fly it." Wow. So I think maybe he would have secretly loved to render the pilots unconscious, like he said, punch, punch, I'll, I'll be the hero and land the plane safely, gaining himself a ticker tape parade and a job for life as a pilot, not unlike a rural firefighter who deep down is just a lonely arsonist no one respects. Quite drastic, isn't it, though, to seize the opportunity to start a fight with a pilot so you can be one. You're really not a fan of volunteer firefighters, are you? Oh, no, I am. They're doing God's work, doing very good work. Just the odd one yeah. or two who creates all the work for the others. Yeah, that's the problem though, isn't it? Not a fan of them. We light them, we fight them. I wonder what the, the net gain or net loss would be if there were no more volunteer firefighters. Same thing if there were no cops. <laughs> probably, on the whole, a much more peaceful society. No, but probably worse in the way that the ones that were going to light fires would just do it anyway. You reckon? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but now there's less people to help out. You reckon the cops who'd bash people or just bash people as civilians? Maybe that's why they set up the volunteer firefighting service is to just go, all right, now we know the lunatics, we've at least got their email addresses. Yeah, it's Trojan horse. <laughs> Keep your enemies close, real close, in fact. Give them a hat. <laughs> so... In this, in this instance, though, there's a big biff going on outside the cockpit. Passengers were horrified, and this is, like, fair enough, too. I yeah. would be a little bit, hang on, who's flying this plane? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like when Indiana Jones, when the pilot snuck out and jumped out with the parachutes on. You go, oh, shit, hang on, something's up. Better get out the dinghy. You know what? Never seen it. Never seen Indiana Jones? Any of them. All oh, right. I reckon you will do in a few years from now. What? With the, with the child? With kids. Yeah. Here's Pretty a good, good. You get to rewatch the classics with your kids. Yeah. Indiana Jones and Scarface. Well, the thing is, All like, the- Scarface is probably your. Indiana Jones must have been right when I was about 10. Yeah. And loved it. And on rewatch, not bad. Harry, Harry Ford, pre God complex, I can fly a light plane into a large <laughs> fucking airport when I want, slash golf club. Pretty good in this era. Great. All I know is the rolling under the door which I assume you practiced a lot of in Brizzy with the garage. <laughs> with my with my cowboy hat. <laughs> we didn't have a garage door. Mate. Oh, no. No need for it. Safe suburb. <laughs> um, the passengers, they were quite horrified. The female flight attendant got some bruises, as did the captain. The male flight attendant, yes, they can do it, Nick, and, uh, and a co-pilot, they got off 
without much bother, no injuries at all. They continued flying, just finished the flight as if nothing had happened. And uh, I reckon I'd leave it myself and just let the blood boil for a while and then serve up a beating at the other end. If necessary, flight attendant had to do it immediately <laughs> mid-flight. you got to, you got to weigh up the safety issues there. I remember yeah. one time my brother was driving the car when we were teenagers and he and I was in the passenger seat and he punched me in the head. And I thought I would <laughs> love to return serve here, but he was fucking angry and I thought, nah, I'm not a lunatic. I'll wait till we stop. I didn't even do it at the lights. I thought, no, nah, I'm waiting till I get home here because that's mad, start a fight in the car. But that's maybe the maybe they were flying back to their home city, so they'd go. You know, whereas if they were fly, if they were going to have an away night, I'd wait until the hotel bar. Oh, Wooshka, <laughs> pint glass hat. Yeah, <laughs> one of the cows wouldn't go to the bar; they go straight to their room. <laughs> Can't get in. Knock on the door, saying "room service" in the squeaky voice. That's how you get in and start bashing him. Already got a shirt on, stand really close to the hole so they can't see anything. Yeah. When they open it, foot, bush, <laughs> kick it in. <laughs> oh, man. Many more pilots to come next week. So get in. They are losing their fucking minds. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to wind up, mate. Certainly do. Brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your mates. Thanks for supporting the show. Patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. If you want to get around us here at MFB HQ and uh, help us keep the lights on, get bonus episodes and whatnot. Heggy tour dates coming up. LukeHeggy.com. Yeah, plenty going on. Big tour, big regional tour going on very soon. Heading up to Queensland, uh, over to Perth soon enough in September. Nice. Um, and around a few places around there. Yeah. I don't know. LukeHeggy.com's got all my dates. Get on it. Fuck yeah. I'm still waiting for a baby. Hopefully that comes soon. Uh, That's it for the week. Get around us. Midflight Brawl on Instagram. Thanks for all the messages. Midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com if you want to send us a message there. We do appreciate them. Um, And again, we'll see you next week. Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 